0: You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realise your dreams. Hello to all of our listeners and welcome to this week's episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. I'm your host, Kate Agnew, and we're just about to be joined by Joel Ferran. So Joel is an accredited practicing dietitian and is the director and principal dietitian at Harding Nutrition in Melbourne, Australia. He's also a spokesperson for the Dietitians Association of Australia, a blogger, and is regularly invited to comment to the media on nutrition issues. You may know Joel as the apron guy, or perhaps you know him as the creator of the Get Your Man in the Kitchen campaign. So, today Joel's on the show to tell us a little bit more about his work and share his mission as a dietitian. Joel, welcome to the Dietitian Connection podcast. It's so cool to be able to interview you. So, thank you for taking the time out to chat with me this evening.
1: Thanks for having me, Kate.
0: I thought we could start off by talking a little bit about the Get Your Man in the Kitchen campaign. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, it's funny. I I don't think there's much to the Get Your Man in the Kitchen campaign. It's pretty self-explanatory, but it's really about just encouraging men to get back to basics and just get in the kitchen and just cook something. I uh, I think a lot of men, particularly the blokes that I see in private practice, there's an interest there. They, um, they would like to do a bit more cooking, but they're not quite sure where to start. And I think blokes are sort of under the impression of, okay, well, I need to cook something. I'm just going to cook a slab of meat. I'm going to cook a steak or I'm just going to cook a roast chook. They don't sort of have that balance in mind. So I guess that's the other component, really encouraging the balance. So, you know, including things like whole grains or rice. Um, potatoes and obviously the extra veg that's the key but at the end of the day it's really just about encouraging men to cook something Um, because the evidence shows is that we eat far less when we cook ourselves rather than getting takeaway or going to a restaurant Um, so I encourage all my men I actually encourage all my patients I set them a challenge and often I'll set them a challenge of just cooking something um, so that's really the concept of get your man in the kitchen. Um, there's not a whole lot more to it, to be honest.
0: Do you think it's getting over the fear of as well of being in the kitchen for some folks?
1: Yeah, possibly. Maybe because there's so much going on in the kitchen, they don't quite know where to start. But I'm big on quick, easy, simple meals. Um, happy to share with the listeners that I am going to cook scrambled eggs on toast tonight with some spinach and mushrooms and you know it's not an elaborate dish but it's healthy and it's quick and um you know it just works for me.
0: And Joe how did you become interested in men's health?
1: <sighs> I think it kind of found me. I, I it's interesting. My first day of uni I was uh I rocked up to my class and I was the only guy out of 15 and I didn't realize that dietetics was such a female dominated profession. So I thought I'm in a unique situation here and I can bank on that. So I think in terms of my niche, it was sort of already carved out for me. And I've obviously got an interest in health. That's why I became a dietitian, And I think I sort of just narrowed my focus a little bit more just to target men um, because maybe I'm in a well a slightly different situation compared to – you know other dietitians female dietitians to um, to get my message across maybe my message will resonate differently with a male audience um, so I think it you know it's pretty natural progression just to go into men's health
0: yeah so Joel I've seen a few of your Movember posts but what other activities do you get up to in advocating for men's health
1: yeah, look, I um, I guess the main thing is really my Instagram account showcasing all my meals and my daggy aprons. <laughs> um, I'm, I write a lot, so I often, um, obviously got my blog, um, but I'm also writing pieces for Huffington Post, and I've written a few, uh, recently for some men's health magazines, and I was asked a little while ago to speak at a bref- at breakfast. Men's health breakfast during Men's Health Week. So I guess there are a lot of things going on, um, just sort of in the background of how I'm promoting my, you know, my healthy eating message to men, um, and getting that idea of, you know, just cooking something, um, cooking something healthy, and uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, it's gaining traction out there in the community.
0: It seems to be.
1: Yeah, look I think uh, the dietetic community is really supportive. It's it would be great to get some wider reach and I think slowly but surely that's happening.
0: Yeah, and you've got some um some of the general pop posting photos and using yeah, the hashtag.
1: Look, there are 700 posts now with the using the hashtag GetYourManInTheKitchen, in the kitchen. Um, probably a fair few of them are mine, I imagine. Um, but look, there's no there's no sort of time frame on the campaign and there's no real goal at the end of it. It's really just to promote healthy eating and just, as I said before, getting men back to basics, just getting in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, I think it's really great. So, Joel, I have to ask, how many aprons do you own?
1: It's uh, You're not the first one to ask me this, Kate. I... At last count, I think it was just over 100.
0: <laughs> wow, uh, very cool.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, if you told me two, three years ago that I would own 100 aprons, I would say you're absolutely mad. But um, I've never – I mean, aprons aren't my thing. I mean, they are now, I guess, but uh, it's quite funny. I've always felt that – you need to be different. You need to sell yourself maybe in a different light. And, uh, I decided to get on Instagram a couple of years ago and, uh, realized that I needed to have a selling point. And I just so happened to be on scoop on one morning at three o'clock and saw an apron on special. And I thought, Hey, I don't own an apron. I like to cook. I'm going to buy an apron. And, uh, I posted a photo of this apron. It was a Mr. Messi apron, oh, yes. which was kind of fitting. And uh, it sort of just grew from there. So, yeah, over 100 aprons. So hopefully, um, you know, I'm sort of building that reputation as the apron guy.
0: And so your Instagram handle is hardy underscore nut. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: So for all of our listeners, um, if you haven't already checked out Joel's account, then um, definitely do so so you can see all of the aprons he wears and also um, the dishes that he makes and engage with them online. So, Joel, what do we need to do to make an impact for a cause that we're really passionate about or a population group that we're really passionate about helping?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. It's funny. I guess there are two parts to this. Um when you contacted me a couple, oh, about a month or so ago to be on this podcast, I thought, geez, I better start listening to some podcasts and, you know, sort of un- get an understanding of how the conversation flows. And I, yeah. Um, down-
0: so that's why all of our downloads went up in the last month.
1: <laughs> yeah. I definitely hit up the Dietitian Connection podcast. But there are a few other podcasts that I listened to, and I, I discovered this guy called Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've heard of him or if, Um, your listeners have heard of him, but he's a, I guess you'd call him a thought leader, motivational speaker, but he talks about um, the golden circle and this concept that our careers are built on three pillars. It's the what, the how, and the why. And I think for a lot of people we can answer what we do and how we do it. But the most interesting one is the why we do it. And I think that goes back to things like, you know, that passion and that drive and that love for what we do um and it's what gets us out of bed in the morning so I think for me you know obviously doing a lot of work in the space of men's health I mean that was pretty obvious for me being a male dietitian, um and really harnessing that but I think what I would encourage people to do is really find out what's their why what is going to get them out of the bed out of bed in the morning um and you know and use that I think I'm still learning. I'm still trying to work out where this is all going, but I'm loving the journey and obviously got a message that I'm trying to promote. Um, and I think dietitians we're quite unique. I think we have certainly some strong, uh, strong skill set. Uh, we're good listeners. We're intuitive. Um, in a sense, we're counsellors. I think we have a lot to offer. So find out obviously what you're passionate about, Um, how you can promote or how you can sell something and really just get out there and do it. Um, I think you learn more from your mistakes rather than your successes and don't let that get you down. Just uh, work work out how you can do it differently next time. So I reckon I've made a million and one mistakes, but I'm constantly learning and, you know, changing that and doing things differently and throwing myself at opportunities. So, if you're passionate about men's health or women's health or nutrition in the senior years or oncology, I mean, just get out there and to connect with other people and see how you can help or, you know, at least what you can offer.
0: Yeah, that's quite deep and um, really well said, Joel. So thank you. So in line with that, your latest venture is your new YouTube channel, Dudes Talk Nutrition. That's right. So can you tell us a little bit about that and also future plans for it or what we will be seeing?
1: Asking the tough questions, Kate. We're really flying by the seat of our pants here. So I um, I guess the power of social media, I connected with a dietitian in Canada who's also a, a bloke and... I approached him and said, why don't we start having a chat, posting it on YouTube and see if it gains some traction. Um, He's also quite passionate about men's health. So it's a fairly recent venture and we've filmed a couple of episodes and it's really basic. It's really amateurish and I'm happy to admit that, but we just thought we'd get together and, and have a conversation. So um stay tuned, we've obviously created the YouTube channel, we've got a Facebook page as well, um, facebook.com forward slash Dudes Talk Nutrition, so feel free to give us a follow. Um, but we also welcome feedback and questions um, and topics that you'd like us to discuss. So we've really got no grand plans, um, we'll see where it goes, if it goes anywhere, But it's all exciting. It's all things that I didn't think I'd be doing when I was studying dietetics. Um, Like I said before, with my aprons, I didn't think I would have such a big apron collection. Um, And now I've got a YouTube channel and a Facebook page, and connecting with a dietitian in Canada. Like it's it's all um, it's it's strange to think about it that um, how it's all sort of progressed. but, yeah, no no major plans. Let's see where it goes. And if it bombs out, well, it bombs out. But, hey, we've given it a go. That's
0: really cool. We will look out for it then. Um, so Joel, on another topic, I understand that you're from a background of exercise physiology and behavioral neuroscience, which is quite fascinating. So how does this tie into your practice?
1: Yeah, you know, it was a lifetime ago. I um, I graduated from my honours in exercise phys nine years ago. Um, I When I talk to my patients about exercise, obviously it's not my area of expertise, but I I actually practice within the non-diet approach, so I I don't want to talk about um, exercise being helpful for weight loss. I like to talk about exercise or movement being really positive for so many other reasons. And what I found fascinating when I was studying exercise physiology were all the the neuronal changes that occurred as a result. Um, and I think it's great that exercise can help with our mood it can help with mental health um, it can help with our general well-being and that's the type of conversation that I like to have with my patients so I don't know if it's necessarily if it comes into it a hell of a lot but I think they're the things that I like to focus on um, you know given my um, exercise physiology and neuroscience background
0: do you talk much about BDNF
1: I don't. I don't talk too much about it. I know that, um, and as I said, it was a lifetime ago, um, but I I think there are so many neurotrophic factors that can be influenced by exercise. Um, obviously, BDNF is one. Um, and, you know, appetite can be um influenced by exercise and actually that's what my my honors project was on and um, obviously practicing within the non-diet approach i actually like to talk about appetite and i really try to encourage my patients to be in tune with their body signals so hunger and fullness so i guess in, at times it might pop up talking about how exercise can influence those types of things um, but Yeah, it's interesting because I actually wanted to become an exercise physiologist and I actually connected with uh, Karen Inge um, years back and after meeting with her just for half an hour, she changed my mind and dietetics was my thing. So I've definitely got her to thank for that. Um, But, yeah, it's interesting. I don't don't often reflect on, on my exercise phys background. But, yeah, look, it might come up at times. Just think you know all the things that i've done and all the things that people do i think it influences um you know their practice in certain ways
0: and so back to the topic of food if you could change one thing in the food or health industry what would it be
1: oh look i think that the food industry is coming around and i think there's some certain changes that are happening i think Certain food products are being reformulated to make them healthier, be it less sugar or increased fiber. Um, I think s- slowly things are happening. I mean, I'd like to see some change in the wellness industry, and I think a lot of dietitians would love to see that. And I think we need to change the conversation rather than being so weight focused. It needs to be more on health um, and improving people's relationship with food and not frame eating in the framing it in the context of good versus bad or right versus wrong. I think it really needs to be, um, you know, we need to have food. Seafood is something that's morally neutral. It's neither good or bad. Um, And frame it in a way that's, I guess, you know, talking about it as everyday foods or sometimes foods. So I think there needs to be a big change in the wellness industry. Unfortunately, there's a lot of self-styled nutrition gurus Obviously, you know, we're competing for that space as well, but um, they don't necessarily have the the evidence base behind them. And I think they're um, putting out an unhelpful message.
0: So, Joel, can you tell me and the listeners a little bit about your MasterChef audition?
1: Sure, Kate. um, It was actually a couple of weeks ago now. I rocked up at 7.30 on a Saturday morning uh, to a cooking school and was put in a, I guess, industrial-style kitchen with 15 other people, and I was given the task of preparing a dish uh, in an hour uh, using at least one of the ingredients that I was provided. So I was given um, some mincemeat, some bacon, cauliflower, silver beets, potatoes, Uh, There was whiting in there. A couple of other things I can't actually remember. Maybe I've repressed all the memories. Um, So I created uh, fish and chips. Um, I did a sesame-encrusted whiting fillet
0: with oven-baked
1: chips. And I did a cauliflower puree and a pesto. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't make it to the next stage, but, hey, I, um, I actually didn't think I would and was just happy to go through the process. And to be honest, it all started as a joke because, as we've discussed, I've got a fair apron collection, and I thought it would be quite funny to buy a uh, MasterChef apron and actually wear it for the finale. And uh, it sort of grew from there, and then I put a post up asking people if I should apply in 2017, and I got a great response. So that was really heartening, and I, um, I put the application in and it took about 45 minutes, and I completely forgot about it. And a few days later, I got notification that I got an audition. And uh, my first thought was, nah, not going to do it. Just <laughs> what am I doing here? Why would I go on a, on a cooking show for seven months? But um, in the end, obviously, I went through with it. And I'm pretty proud that I was actually able to go through with it, go through with it and put something on a plate. Um, it's interesting because uh, one of the contestants – who I met, she is about the same age as me, and she was saying that she entered the show to, because um, she wants to change careers. And I'm certainly not interested in changing my career. I actually love what I do, I'm really passionate. Uh, for me, it was really about building that, building my profile, getting some exposure, um, getting the healthy eating message out there. That was sort of my goal, um, but alas, it wasn't to be.
0: Maybe another year.
1: Yeah, who knows? I might, uh, I might apply again next year. But uh, I would actually love to go on My Kitchen Rules. I, um, I approached my auntie a little while ago, and she said no. Uh, my partner doesn't like cooking with me because she finds it too stressful. So if there's uh, a dietitian out there who would like to go on My Kitchen Rules and cook for Pete Evans, because I'm sure that's, you know, a dream in life for us dietitians, feel free to reach out and connect. <laughs>
0: this is great so this is a call for any dietitian who would like to partner up with joel on my kitchen rules <laughs> i um i
1: hear he's uh, a little bit impartial to a cheesecake and uh you know maybe a curry with with rice we're not sure
0: <laughs> this is so cool all right well as long as he gets
1: paid to eat it right
0: yeah yeah that would be uh yeah that would be interesting absolutely so Joe, just to uh, finish us off, if you had 3 hours of completely uninterrupted time, how would you spend it?
1: I'd love to say I'd love to say going to the football and seeing the Bombers win, <laughs> but uh, in all honesty, if I had 3 hours completely interrupted uninterrupted, I would probably write. Um, I really enjoy writing blog posts, articles, um whole range of different things. So if I had three hours, that's probably what I would be doing.
0: Yeah. I have read a few of your blog posts, Joel, and you have a great sense of humour.
1: Thank you. I try my best. I, um, I'm often described as cheesy and corny, so I'm glad to hear that there's a, an audience out there that doesn't appreciate my humour.
0: So for all of our listeners, we'll have the link to... Joel's um, various social media channels and also website on our show notes at dietitianconnection.com slash podcasts. Um, Joel, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this evening. It's been a really awesome conversation and really great to hear about the Get Your Man in the Kitchen campaign and all the wonderful work that you do and also your future plans. So thank you very much for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Kate. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Um, and I'm really excited to see where this YouTube channel goes.
1: <laughs> so am I.
0: So I hope You guys, the listeners, were able to get as much from that episode as I was. And if you would like to enjoy even more opportunities, further inspiration and a front row seat to community discussions with like-minded nutrition leaders, then the Dietary Connection Premium Membership is for you. Your premium membership will ensure that you're informed with the exclusive Dietitian Connection newsletter. And one of the most useful resources is all year round access to webinars as well as discounts at Dietitian Connection events. So to sign up, go to dietitianconnection.com and then pop to the member benefits tab and select premium benefits. Thanks again for being a part of the Dietitian Connection community. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast.